Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. I'm going to begin reading at verse number one, Matthew 28 and verse number one. And I'm reading from a New King James Version. It says, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I've told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. I want to talk to you from this subject matter today, what to do with the resurrection. What to do with the resurrection. Father, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for loving your people through the word. Thank you that the entrance of your word gives light. Now, Lord, you authored the book, so uh, thank you for speaking to us and through us. Adjust what need to be adjusted so that the hearts of the people will be receptive to your word. Transform our lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The truth of the matter is this is the Super Bowl of Christianity. This is it. I'm talking about this is the big deal, all right? This is it. I appreciate the other days, but you know, this, this is the biggie. Uh, so when we're talking about the resurrection, the word resurrection simply means to stand up again. Again, the resurrection, the word resurrection means to stand up again. And, and before I get to the text, I have to, I, I don't know, that gives me uh, just, I mean, just all kinds of hope. Because that tells me that God has the ability to cause things in my life and your life to stand up again. Now, now, now uh, even further hope than that, let me tell you, resurrection only works on dead things. So whatever is in your life, be it a dead career, a dead relationship, a dead marriage, dead finances, whatever it is, God has the power to cause something to stand up again. And so that's why I say thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for the resurrection. Now, I want us to journey um, 
with these women. Uh, you know, this, you do know this is Mary Mary, right? Oh, y'all didn't know that it says the Mary and the other Mary, so this is Mary Mary. Uh, uh, uh. And, and they came to the tomb. Uh, now, keep in mind, keep in mind, they're going to the tomb, and they're really getting ready to take care of some ceremonial things. And um, they were there. They saw Jesus um, crucified. They saw him on the cross and crucified. Then all of a sudden, you see, they see an angel. An angel. Now, now, our concept of angels, we see the little babies with the little harp playing on a cloud. That's not a Bible angel, a biblical angel. This angel, what they saw, they saw this angel, and, and the text talks about that he, 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 they shook for fear. They were, the guards were afraid. M- Mary, Mary was afraid. They were afraid because of the splendor. They talked about his garments were like lightning with white. And and keep in mind, keep in mind, this is just a little side note. The angels come directly from the presence of the Lord. And so generally when men biblically encounter angels, they are overwhelmed. John, the writer of Revelation, when he beheld the angel was so overwhelmed, he bowed down getting ready to worship. And the angel said, wait a minute, don't worship me. So can you imagine God? If if the angel was so awesome that you want to worship, what must God be like? The splendor. They, They just have the residue of his glory. Imagine the express image of his glory. And so here they were. They got to the tomb and this angel, the first thing he tells them, he said, fear not, fear not, fear not, because I know you're looking for Jesus. I know you're looking for Jesus. And he said, he's not here. Stop. If you were Mary, one of the Marys, and, and you would say, okay, the next question is, where is he? Because we know that he died on the cross. He was executed publicly in front of everybody, and so we know that he died. Then he, they, they said, wait a minute, he is not here. He is risen. Now, see, we are so accustomed to the story that many times we let it lose its all. Let's, let's modernize it. Imagine you come to a funeral. You, you know how they view the casket and, and view the body there and they come around and do all those things and, and, and you, you see that it is John in the casket. And then, you know, you, you know that it was John, but you at the funeral... You know, early in the week, Sunday rolls around, and you see John. <laughs> see, y'all let that, you know, you don't let that slip by you. <laughs> you go, uh, uh, wouldn't you want to know what happened? So here's the first thing. What to do with the resurrection? The first thing to do with the resurrection is investigate it. 
investigated because the text says, come and see the place where he lay. Now, I want you to understand something. Our faith is such that it will not crumble under investigation. Many times we've not taken the time to investigate, but please understand that investigating does not bother God. In fact, he welcomes it. And so he says, come and see. And I invite you, come and see. Let's see what the scripture says regarding the resurrection. Let's see what the scripture says regarding the faith. Please understand that when we say investigated, the resurrection is a historical fact. Even secular writers record the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even Paul in his writing says that when Jesus was resurrected, he appeared not just to the 12, but to over 500. So Jesus' resurrection is worthy of investigation. Now, when we investigate it, we'll find that the resurrection proved him to be the son of God. What makes you say that? Well, he said, I'm going to lay down my life. Now, lay down your life, that's dying, okay. But the issue, he says, if I lay down my life, I'm going to take it up again. Only God can take it up again. So when he said, I'm taking it up again, he showed himself to be God. He says, because I'm going to die, and then I am going to pick this thing up again. I'm going to live again. When you start investigating, it shows also that he paid for our sin. Ladies and gentlemen, the the the. the the claims of justice have been secured. They've been met because Jesus' death paid for your sin. The, the Bible tells us the wages, the payment for sin is death. When he died, he died for the sin of all humanity. We would not think that God would have done it this way. But the truth of the matter is God foretold this in Genesis chapter number three. You remember over in Genesis chapter three when Adam and Eve were in the garden and then they fell and God had to cover them and all this. But God, when he began to tell them what was a result of their fall, he spoke to the enemy. He spoke to Satan. He spoke to the serpent and said this. He said, look. You are going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Wait a minute. He said, the Lord is going to do this. He said, the seed of the woman, the seed of the woman that is going to come is going to take care of what happened in the garden. So God began to foretell what was going to happen even in Genesis Sometimes we hear that seed of the woman. Women don't have seed. Women have eggs. But God foreknew that 
he would send his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And he would die on a cross. And let me tell you something. The devil had his worst nightmare when Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen. So our sin is paid for. Thank you, Lord. But also, we're talking about the resurrection. We need to investigate it because it's a preview of what's to come. It's a preview of what's to come. In other words, this, this is the trailer. <laughs> uh, when you're talking about pre- preview, Jesus died, and when he got up, he got up with what's called a glorified body. Not just a natural body, a glorified body. Now, when we die, if you're in the Lord, what happens is this. Scripture tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, let me just say this. Please, from now on, stop saying, you know, when people die, yeah, God got him another angel. No, he didn't. Stop lying on God. You are forever going to be a human being. You are never going to be an angel. Stop putting the wings on the funeral programs. (laughs) You ain't going to be no angel. It's not so. Nor are you going to, you know, we're going to be God. No, you're not going to be him either. You're going to be you. You're going to be human. Uh, Do you understand that? I'm sorry I'm not trying to offend anybody or anything, but I'm just trying to tell you the truth. You're not going to be an angel. But so what happens is this. When we're talking about the body, when we die, our body is laid in the ground. Our spirit is with the Lord. This is what resurrection does. Resurrection, when it says, when the last trump shall sound, the dead in Christ shall rise, and we who are alive and remain are going to be caught up to meet him in the air. So there is going to be a rejoining of your spirit and your body. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is going to quicken, make alive, resurrect your mortal bodies. In other words, that dead body that we took over to Hillendale Gardens, the casket's going to fly open. And one day your body is literally going to be rejoined with your spirit. Now, let me tell you, it's a preview. Jesus had a preview because you're going to get some upgrades. This mortal is going to put on immortality. In other words, you won't be subject to death anymore. You won't be subject to sickness anymore. God is going to be able to, let me tell you something, he's going to give you a resurrected body. Amen. Amen. And so, my friend, I just want to let you know the resurrection is worthy of your investigation. So you got to investigate it. Investigate it. And here's the last thing, and I'm going to let you go to dinner. You got to, 
what do you do with the resurrection? Investigate it. But the next thing we have to do with the resurrection is communicate it. Communicate it. Because it says this. Notice he told them to come and see in verse number six. But when you get to verse number seven, he says, go and tell. There's a difference between coming and seeing and going and telling. Not only did he say go, to, go and tell, but he says, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. Go and tell it. Now, 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 I, I know I was, I, I was going to start this sentence with, I know what we do, but I honestly can't put myself in this one. This is what y'all do. The reason I'm getting ready to say y'all, you all, because I'm not heavily involved in social media. You talking about go and tell. You post everything. You po- Last night, child, we were had the best pizza I've ever had on the planet. I'm talking about it's like Jesus cooked the pizza. I mean, you know, we post that kind of stuff. And, and, and then we go Snapchat, Instagram, wherever you, wherever you are in your social media. But, but we'll, we'll post things on there. And Facebook has an amazing way to make your life look amazing. You know, some of the things I glance at every now and then, I mean, literally about every year once. And I look and I go, my God, look at their lives. I'm, I'm, woe is me. I don't have all that going on. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you just wake up. It's amazing. You wake up and the angels do your makeup. It's just like, boom, there it is. You, it's ama- your, your heart is done. Your nails are done. You all buffing everything. It's amazing. I'm sitting there going now, I didn't know he was that buff. <laughs> Photoshop. But no, I'm just saying, what I'm getting at is this. And so we post all of these things. We talk about it. And then we talk about, oh, you know, my children did this. And my children, and you know, in fact, my, you know, my children didn't just, they just didn't become the president. They went to Mars. I mean, you know, just all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, wow. Stephen, what's wrong with you? Because I'm looking at just how wonderful, you, you know, your children never had issues, troubles. Your marriage never had any issues, any troubles. Nothing's going on with you. You post all of that stuff because you thought it was worthy. It was information worthy of sharing. That's why you posted it. Because you thought, I don't know what happened in your synapse. I don't know. But at some point, you had the thought, everybody on the planet needs to know this. I got some Jordans. You you know what I'm saying? Like this, oh my... (laughs) They need to know this. 
and you thought it was, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, and I appreciate, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know, that we're celebrating our anniversary. And some of y'all, you know, we're celebrating the second time we came to Lafonia. I'm thinking, oh, that's just beautiful. Again, you did that because you thought that the information was worthy of sharing. I submit to you that Jesus, the resurrection, the greatest thing that's ever happened is worthy of sharing. It's worthy of sharing. It's worthy of sharing. And and, and let me tell you something. Well, pastor, how might I share it? He says, because he said, go and tell. And we're talking about the resurrection. You can talk about how he's risen in your heart. How he's risen in your life. I'll tell you this. Um, I, was a, I was a teenager and I was playing in the band, that kind of thing. Uh, and I had the thought, I grew up in the church, had the thought. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, Man, I said these words. I said, if I died, I'd go to hell. Because I knew me. Yeah, I was a teenager. I gave, I, I helped my mother's prayer life. I helped it greatly. She, she really. But hear me. That next Without any conversation then with this, my pastor, with the pastor of the church, the pastor called me the next day and said, I want to meet with you. And I'm thinking, I'm a teenager. Why, the preacher, <laughs> why does the preacher want to meet with me? You know, and I said, okay, man, I got band practice, but I'll come, you know. Got to his office, and he had some, a little booklet called The Four Spiritual Laws. And in that booklet, this is what I remember. There, were, uh, there was a diagram. It was a circle, and in the circle there were dots that were perfectly arranged, and that was a, there was a cross in the center, and there was a chair. And it represented a life that was yielded to Christ, where Christ was the center. And then there was another circle. The dots were all deranged, and there was a chair, and the chair was in the center, and the cross was on the outside. That represented a life where you were in charge and it was all, uh, well, Christ was not in, involved in that life at all. And then he said, ask me a question. He said, which one represents your life? I said, the one where I'm in the center and it's all deranged. Then he asked me a very important question. He said, which one would you, would you like to represent your life? I said, it's the one where Christ is in the center. And my friend, all I know is this. I, he said, I need you to pray a prayer. And the prayer was something like this. Lord, I'll need you in my life. I need you to forgive me of my sin. I want my life to be in line with you. Now be my Lord, be my Savior. I receive you now in Jesus' name. 
I can't explain honestly what happened other than I knew something happened that was unexplainable. And let me tell you, the first thing I did was to go and tell. I went and told my mama, first of all. I said, Mama, when I got home. I said, I'm saved. And she was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was dating this girl. I, I know Dr. D, and I'll get angry. I was dating this girl, and I told her, I said, I'm saved. I'm saved. And she was like, I, I mean, I, I didn't have evangelism training. I didn't go through five classes. All I knew was something on the inside happened. And I had to tell people about it. And I began telling, and I said, I'm saved. And I'm like, and you need to be saved. <laughs> you need to be saved. I, t- I mean, I was telling everybody. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe what we need to do with the resurrection is not just investigate it, but we have to communicate it. Not just come and see, but we have to go and tell. I submit to you that you have a story worthy of telling. I don't know how God will provide the opportunities for you to share your story. It could be in a public setting. It could be in a private setting, one-on-one, one-on-many. But you and I, I believe, have the obligation to share with others the most important thing that's ever happened, that is Christ rising in our hearts. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.